I'm George Lucas Pfeiffer, and you're listening to Work Inspired. This podcast brings together the top minds in commercial real estate, key influencers in architecture and design, business owners, thought leaders, technologists, and visionaries, all to explore how great work gets done. Today, we're thrilled to have our first overseas guest coming to us from the United Kingdom, just outside of London. He is the CEO at FreeSpace, a leading technology company, and we're going to talk about how sensing technology is helping to lead the charge back to the workplace safely and effectively. Please welcome Raj Krishnamurti. Raj, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Really excited to have this conversation as we've had some interesting conversations in the in the past. And I'm very interested to talk about how you have taken your sensing technology and kind of adapted it to help companies get back to work, uh, get back to the workplace uh, safely and effectively. So before we start, why don't you just tell, tell us a little bit about free space, what it is. Thanks, George. Thanks, thanks for inviting me and thanks for um, your time and uh, having me over uh, with your series. Um, it's always exciting to talk about uh, um, commercial real estate and, and, and the industry that we are part of. So FreeSpace, uh, George, is a workplace technology solution that can help you get the best out of your real estate assets. So it's a combination of sensor technology and digital signage that helps um, office users use the workspace in the most efficient manner. But on the other side of it, it helps corporate real estate uh, to unlock more than 30% of savings in real estate with data analytics. So it's like a multi-user solution. So before the COVID-19 crisis, uh, when the open office concept was you know, very popular and it seemed like as far as commercial real estate was concerned, there was a real attention on kind of square footage per employee. A lot of companies were heading towards or implementing free address systems, unassigned seating, and your technology was kind of helping facilities teams and building owners and business leaders to kind of make the most of their their workspace as far as identifying where there was open seating and how much space was being utilized. Tell me a little bit more about how uh, sensing technology works and how it, and how organizations were leveraging it to kind of make the most of their workspace. So yeah, sensors and sensing technology have been used uh, quite uh, for a wide variety of purposes in different ways as well. And over the past year, we've deployed over 100,000 sensors to help real estate managers uh, deliver dramatic uh, savings in costs. Um, and and we've also seen sensors being used to automate uh, meeting room behavior, for example, releasing spaces that are not being used anymore. And that was a big part of how uh, space um, space works and continues to work in many places. Um, so space management was one application, clearly, uh, but also in terms of uh, using sensors for um, temperature, humidity, air quality uh, was becoming increasingly important. Uh, and then there's uh, still a, a significant interest in using sensors to understand how space is used, but also automate how spaces continue to be used. And I can talk more about how people are looking at it now <laughs> in the new world. But um Historically, that's how uh, businesses were kind of driving towards more flexible space, more multi-use spaces, but also intelligent spaces. I think, you know, depending on people's knowledge of the technology, the concept of a sensor might be foreign to some people listening. 
you had mentioned the humidity capability, the movement, uh, the the temperature control. When I was first introduced to free space sensors, I was I was impressed by how low cost and low energy. You know, just what is it, two AA batteries? You know, this tiny little sensor that could be mounted anywhere could monitor so many different things and then report back to a central system that basically made the space kind of a smart space. You know, I've heard the term Internet of Things before. Is this kind of fall into that category with placing sensors throughout a workspace? Very much. Yeah, I mean, Internet of Things is like a buzzword and I don't kind of tend to use buzzwords as often. But uh, I, it does definitely fall into that. Our sensors are battery operated. Our patent is essentially for um, low powered uh, operation using while using Wi-Fi. Uh, we can deploy it uh, anywhere very quickly. Deploy as as you know, um, and and it it is the key a few characteristics that it doesn't identify personally identifiable information. It's people have this perception that when you put sensors, it's snooping on you. It's not. It's there for a purpose to give you information about which spaces are avail- available. So, for example, if somebody is there, the sensor doesn't know who is there. It just knows that somebody is there. So it tells everybody else that, you know, no point expecting to uh, should no point to go to that place because somebody is already using it. So that's the primary value from from sensing technology. And and the way that we have deployed it means that, um, you know, they're quite invisible. But the results are very visible. People can use the space more. I went to your website recently and I was impressed by the ways that you've taken sensing technology and, and, and your kind of the value add that free space brought to workspaces ahead of the, the COVID-19 crisis. And you've adapted it significantly. You know, you're now offering social distancing, occupancy-based cleaning, compliance and planning, employee reassurance. Tell me about how you guys have taken free space and, and adapted it to fit the return to workplace movement that's happening around the world. Absolutely. Yeah, George, we, we were the same when, when things hit uh, in March. We, we kind of uh, didn't put our uh, hands uh, head in our hands, but we actually uh, got together as a group and we, we brainstormed in terms of how the businesses are going to come out of the situation. And, and, and all of April, we, were, we, we formed our scrum teams that started working on, on solutions that we felt should be deployed. And, and the criteria was that it should be the solution should be immediate. You know, we should be getting to the solutions four to five weeks from start. And, and we should be able to get real value and we should be able to deploy it at low cost and very easily. And then we came up with these four areas. So social distancing was a big part. Um, occupancy-based cleaning, which meant, which means essentially you use uh, presence to de- decide which spaces you, you clean to a higher standard. That was a big part. Uh, reassuring employees in terms of visual cues as to how the space is used. So employee reassurance. And last but not least, planning, you know, uh, both compliance as well as planning. So for, for social distancing, for example, our sensors that we have deployed uh, and, and, and we've got about a client which's got nearly 20,000 sensors across, um, across the UK that has deployed the social distancing solution where it can alert you if there are people that are uh, groups of people that are in non-compliant situations. So, so it helps people to um, kind of maybe subtly tell them that, you know, you should be complying for everybody else's safety. 
um, sensors that can use um, that can detect presence anonymously and say, you know, say for in a congested location, for example, in a cafeteria or a coffee station, it's busy right now. Come back later. So, so just helping with improving social distancing based on sensing real-time occupancy. Um, in in terms of uh, occupancy-based cleaning, um, imagine you know the requirement that where where you're saying that you shouldn't use the space after it's been used once. So how will a meeting room work when you know normally there are four or five meetings in the same room over the course of a day? So that's where the sensor integration with a cleaning technology comes in, where we have built um, a handheld which will allow cleaners to know when meeting rooms have been vacated. So they can go there and they can immediately service that room and then release it, which is then displayed on the signage screens that we have saying, okay, it's been cleaned. Now you can use it. So really the ability to kind of, uh, kind of go uh, occupancy, cleaning, occupancy, cleaning, that kind of sequence to make sure that when you use the space, you're assured that it is, is, it's clean. And, and that assurance piece is also important. So we came up with a low cost um, QR code solution that actually combines with sensors to be able for, for users to kind of verify the space has been cleaned. So when a cleaner cleans the, the space, they actually use their handheld device to, to scan a QR code to mark it cleaned, if you may. And then uh, half an hour later, a user comes along they can use an app to scan the QR code to know that nobody else has used the space after the cleaner has cleaned it so they can use it. So it's it's not only sensors, but something and on top of that can dramatically change the user experience. And that's how we've kind of uh, come up with these solutions. And then of course, you know, you have the analytics that can give you a lot of information on how you should be planning use of your space as occupancy slowly increases. And we've, we've actually delivered to what we set out to do, which is, Many of these solutions have actually gone out in the field already and helping uh, businesses bring people back um, as we speak. I think one of the uh, things on a lot of business owners' minds is the time frame through which some of these these practices need to be implemented and how long they're going to last, right? So that sounds like an amazing solution, especially right now. Uh, tell me a little bit about how quickly a business owner could be up and running with this solution. And then I'm really interested to know your thoughts on, is this something that will be valuable in a year? You know, if, if we get a vaccine in this crisis, you know, let's all hope it is it's over with. Yeah. Can, can this technology still be valuable or is this more of a short term solution? So I think there's two part, uh, question really, I think in terms of, uh, what people can get going uh, right now and how soon they can get going with it. Uh, we have clients that have already, like I said, implemented some of our solutions, right? So this is ready uh, to go right now. Um, very easy to deploy our smart tag solution. We've deployed 50,000 of them uh, already and, and they just gets in, they get stuck over a weekend, basically. We have the integrations with AutoCAD that helps you make that very, very quick. Um, the, the, obviously there is the, there is the smart tag and the apps and the, you know, the cleaning platform. They are, I would say more expense, uh, level kind of solutions, less of a CapEx. Uh, so that can be deployed, you know, with low cost as well. The sensor solutions make a huge impact in terms of the benefits that they deliver. And in combination with these systems that can be quickly deployed can give you real valuable data for the long run. So the way we are approaching it is that, um, in terms of bringing people safely back to work, there is some quick to deploy solutions. But in terms of sustaining that and taking it forward, 
the sensor-based solutions can help in the longer run. And, and that's where the continuity comes with a longer term because the workplace is going to get going to be different. People are going to come to work for, for, for different reasons increasingly than before. Uh, because they have now discovered that they can work effectively from home, not because of COVID, but they've just discovered that they've just, they know that they can, you know, the bosses know that people can deliver even working from home. So workplaces will be looked at differently. And I think that's where sensors can play a huge part because they can tell you exactly what is popular, what is not, what is working, what is not, what helps people, what isn't helping. people. Uh, how can workplaces be more responsive? Uh, to people's need almost on a real-time basis. And and so the investment that people make in sensors is going to last and return in the long run. And I believe that's that's the roadmap, if you may, um, you know, short-term as well as long-term that you can, you can invest to actually save in the longer run. When you invest in the sensing technology from a hardware perspective uh, and you place sensors throughout your space, uh, are, are a lot of the advancements being made on the software side or when you come out with these, for example, uh, the solution that you just talked about with the uh, occupancy-based cleaning, is that more of a software so- development or do I have to change out all of my sensors for the next capability? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, no, we, 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 thought, we thought long and hard about uh, the capability of our sensors. So one of the key things that we we launched five years ago with the Free Space One sensor was that it had to be real time. It had to be seconds that it tells you that a space has been occupied, and it has to be you know equally uh, real time when it comes to telling you that a space has been vacated. So that has helped a lot because in the dynamic world where you're going to have dynamic occupancy based cleaning, real time data is going to be critical. You know, knowing that a space has been vacated, especially if you want to turn around a meeting room during the daytime, knowing that any given time that's been vacated is going to be absolutely critical. So we've invested in the right technology. The technology was already future proof. The same technology also had temperature sensors, humidity sensors, light sensors. So these were already built in. And increasingly, as we released the new newer type of sensors, so for example, meeting room ceiling mounted sensors was to count the number of people, but included in that was also a volatile organic compound sensor because we gas sensor which can detect other things in the meeting room as well so has the food been left for too long for example so there are several ways we have over the years built in technology that can be used at a later time and so we've not gone back anywhere where we have rooted stuff uh, and in fact the cleaning application is a perfect example because that has been built on top of it and purely software uh, to the point where you can use the same data or a different, completely different application. That's awesome. I really, I mean, that's the foresight there is is impressive because you can make so many, you can change more agile in a more agile fashion with, you know, with the software. And if a company makes an investment in the, the hardware side of the sensing business, you know, it's great that they could potentially be investing in solutions that aren't even available yet that could benefit them down the road. Totally. I think, you know, you, yeah, you have to ask as a as a business that is considering investment in hardware and sensors. You have to ask your vendor, you know, how many uh, revisions have they had to their hardware, and you know what our answer to that is zero. We have stayed with the same revision of the sensor that was introduced in the first instance, but we have introduced new sensors for new applications. But the one that we introduced, the Free Space One, in 2015, 
are still going strong in terms of what we are shipping today. So, so that is that stability is a huge impact because our clients have got typically three to five year contracts, and they have you know renewed. Many of them have renewed their three year contracts in the course of our our lifetime as a company. So, that's a testament to you know, the stability of this solution. Okay, so it's been five years since FreeSpace One was introduced. Tell me what what does sensing technology look like in five more years or in ten more years? What's the future of sensing look like from your perspective? Yeah, there is going to be increasing incidence of sensors in the so-called touchless office, right? I mean, in near term, there is going to be a push for that, and particularly, I believe, anonymous uh, service-led sensing solutions that's going to transform the way we work. And service-led is important. It has to really be contextual. It has to be beneficial to the user of of the of the workplace, and and the businesses that learns to successfully integrate that into their working practices will flourish, and they'll make workplaces again once again a great place to come to. It'll become a a go to destination because the office is absolutely going to reemerge as a key tool. Uh, but now it's going to be you know sensor driven. It's going to be smart and responsive. It's going to be right sized. It's going to be available. Uh, you know you won't have a situation where you you make an effort and you wasted that effort because every every effort will count. Your your experience will be curated. Uh, you know, if you're going through some, uh, you know, wonderful experience in the office because somebody has thought deeply about making sure that you experience that, and, and it'll be equipped to deliver the best experience. And sensors is going to be a huge part of it. So I, I'm very positive about the next five years in terms of how we uh, make that experience memorable for an office user. I mean, you're going to going to you, know, you can work from home. You can work from a cafe, but hey, you know, nothing like coming to the office, being with pals and getting some creative, collaborative work done and, and having a great experience doing it. Why would you not come? We agree. We, we, we wholeheartedly agree and uh, share the same sentiment uh, at BOS. And, you know, we're very excited to to watch as as free space continues to evolve and as that technology evolves, because we do believe like you, that technology is such a key part of the future of the workspace. So very exciting. Let's shift for a minute here and um, talk a little bit about you. One of the themes that we we address quite often on this show is entrepreneurialism and leadership. And a lot of the people listening, I think, uh, benefit from hearing advice and the experiences of uh, successful business leaders. So Tell me a little bit about your experience as a CEO and why, kind of what inspired you to start a company? Yeah, my, I think I always wanted to, I guess. I mean, my first job out of uh, college, uh, I, I got out of Purdue uh, many, many moons ago. And and my first job was a fast-growing semiconductor company in Silicon Valley. It was heydays of 1990s, right? I mean, very, very fast-growing. It was exciting. And that excitement kind of stayed throughout my corporate life. So when I got an opportunity after being part of a sale of a large FM company here in the UK, I took the plunge and I set up free space. So, and my motivation was always to build a high performance team. I mean, my focus was the team. I wanted to build a group of people that were going out to do some wonderful stuff. And, and I think it was kind of a bonus that turned out that the product that we developed also is high performance product. So it, it just went very nicely, the team and the, and the, and the product, the solution. And the, you know, the experience has been fantastic, um, you know, building that. So, yeah, I guess the motivation was to kind of create a team that can that can perform and deliver, you know, as a group. And 
I think the COVID situation has brought us closer together in the sense that we have you know, released products at record time and got that out in the market. And because that, that, um, that, that me makes me feel quite proud about you know, where we started and where we are right now and you know, a lot more to come. Excellent. If you were um, talking to somebody who was eager to grow professionally, what's one piece of advice that you give them? Um, get to know your customer like the back of your hand. Um, look for delighting them every in every interaction. You know, seek out what they would expect you to do and beat that expectation. I mean, customer centricity is probably by far the most important thing in today's uh, business. And understanding your customers, really kind of getting into their uh, what what makes them tick, uh, that that's going to make you grow very effectively and very quickly. Tell me uh, the last question here. What is one resource, book, podcast, tool, etc., that has been valuable to your to you in your career uh, that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, I, I think I think um, I mean books. Yeah, I think my biggest resource that has personally helped me. I'm not sure if it will work or it's working for everybody. Are my bosses? <laughs> uh, I'm- managers in my in my kind of uh, nearly 30 year career and to date and each of them had have had a huge influence in my character my behavior you know they've taught me the value of relationships um and the fact that that is the biggest thing to cherish you know in life because you you build your relationships and the ones that stay which hopefully you know keep as many as possible stay they really come back and help you and in that sense i've been quite lucky that i've been getting mentoring from really great minds in the business and I continue to stay in touch with them. And I think, you know, when you find somebody that can, that you're, you know, there's a meeting of a minds and you can work with them, you know, grab onto them and stay with them because that relationships are going to be hugely effective in the long run. And, and my, my managers, my bosses have been, you know, that's the one, one lesson that I've learned from them, which has been quite valuable. That's excellent advice. Thank you so much. Uh, Raj, uh, I want to say thank you as well for being the first uh, overseas guest that we've had on this podcast. Um, hearing you talk about sensing and the passion you've got for it and uh, the foresight you have as far as the future of our industry is uh, is really inspiring. So thanks for your time and for being on the show. We really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, George. Much appreciated. Work Inspired is brought to you by BOS, a leader in commercial working environments and a Hayworth best-in-class dealership. Experience our 360 approach and discover the team, tools, and techniques required to navigate the complexity of your next workspace at BOS.com. If you have ideas, feedback, or would like to be featured on our show, please email podcast at BOS.com. Thank you for listening. This has been a Workspace Digital production. If you're interested in launching a podcast at your organization, please email info at workspace.digital for a free consultation.